You are listening to the Ultimate Intimacy Podcast, where we discuss how to find ultimate intimacy in your relationship. We believe that no matter how many years you've been married, you can achieve passion, romance, happiness, and ultimate intimacy at any stage of your life. Join us as we talk to not only marriage experts, but couples just like yourself and people who are just flat out fun. The Ultimate Intimacy Podcast is for couples who have a good relationship but want to make it even better. Hi, and welcome to episode 35 of the Ultimate Intimacy Podcast. We are Nick and Amy, if you don't know already. And we got a good episode today, babe, don't we? We sure do. This is a good one. So Amy and I are flying solo on this one. We don't have any guests, but uh, don't don't uh, turn it off yet. This will be a good one. Um, the episode today is titled, How Your Words Either Build or Destroy Intimacy. And oftentimes we don't think that, you know, what we say can really have an impact on, you know, physical or emotional intimacy, but it does. I mean, in our marriage, just like even just being triggered or saying a saying something or or a response or or something that triggers things a little bit definitely has an impact on you know how you're feeling how how the emotional intimacy is impacts the physical intimacy that's a big deal absolutely well we kind of decided to hit on this topic from a personal experience um, that we had just last week and i shared that on social if you were already on there and saw it but my daughter came home from a friend's house one night from a school friend and um, she just came in and really wanted to talk and she being she's just young but the fact that she noticed it and said something like really stood out to me she thanked me for having a good marriage and being in a good example and speaking kindly to each other she she had come home from a house that the parents yelled a lot <laughs> And it affected her because she's not used to it here. And she was just really grateful that we spoke to each other with kindness and with love, even when we were upset. And I know that everyone has different personalities, so this isn't like a guilty thing. Like, it's okay to get mad and yell sometimes. Absolutely, like, yeah. Like, that's Sometimes cool. it's needed, yeah. It's, sometimes it is needed. And nothing, like, against that. But we do want to talk today just about... Just be careful what you say and well, how you, you say it. Well, you can't ever take your words back. And the way that we treat our spouse, I think what hit me is that our children are really, really paying attention and watching our every move as adults, even when we don't think that they are. And I never realized that she was like paying such attention to that and then going other places and like seeing opposite. And I don't know, that really stood out to me that they're watching how we speak to each other. Well, and not only for the benefit of your children, but also your spouse, like you said, you can never take anything back. Mm -hmm. And I guarantee... That there's things that we say as spouses that we don't forget or, or things that are said to us as, that we hold in for a long time, yeah. you know, that we can't believe our spouse would say. And so we just, we, we need to be really careful of how we talk to our spouse. And so we're kind of going to cover some of those things today because it really does have a big impact on how your emotional, physical intimacy together is going to be, so. Well, and so after she came home and shared that with me, I, um, I shared a post um, that said, talk to your spouse more kindly than you talk to anyone else in the whole world. 
Too often we speak too harshly to the ones that we love the most. For some reason, that post went viral and got double what any other post, which was really interesting to me because obviously that quote was registering yeah. with people. And I think sometimes like just something like that, you're like, oh, that does make an impact in my marriage or my physical or emotional intimacy. Like, and we've talked to, uh, you know, family members that are therapists and they say, you know, when you're with, like I was talking to her one time um, when one of my kids, like I always felt like my kid came home and unleashed and I'm like, everyone says she's perfect at school and her teachers and all. And then she comes home and like freaks out on me and gets mad at me and there's, and, and the therapist said, well, that's because she's comfortable with you. And I think that, and that she's, she can be herself and express her feelings around you. And that's good because you're her mom. It means you have a good relationship. And that sometimes I feel like even in marriages or just in our families, yeah. people, we just... We get comfortable with them. We get them. comfortable and then we, we just feel... We say things we shouldn't. Yeah, we can share and express our feelings in ways that we normally wouldn't do around other people. And it should really be the opposite. Yep. Don't you think? Absolutely. So anyways, I just thought that was interesting that it went viral off a quote like that because... It's really, I, I don't know, it's one of those things that kind of wakes you up and be like, wow, that really is impacting my marriage. And it really is impacting kids. Yeah. So we're going to focus on that, um, just how your words either build or destroy intimacy. And, and number one is just remember that the power of respect between the two of you. Um, tact and respectful communication are a positive in any interaction. Like the way we talk to each other either shows love or lack of love. I really feel like that. Yeah, and, and even like something simple... And like, let's just say doing the dishes. Let's just bring that up for example. Mm -hmm. Okay. Even something as simple as that, there's maybe a right and a wrong way to ask the same question or to, to communicate the same thing. Well, I could be like, oh my gosh, can you seriously not see that there's a sink full of dishes Freaking right dishes. Now? Can't you do the I dishes? I mean, there's been plenty of days I've thought Goodness. that. <laughs> like just right? get, yeah. Just do the stupid dishes. I do it every single day. Or I could be like, honey, I'd really appreciate it if you could do the dishes today. Because I did them last night. Just that easy. Yeah. And you'd be like, yeah, sure, honey, I would love to. But if I yell at you and I'm rude about it, you're like, eh. I don't yeah, exactly. Do it. And then I'm pissed off the rest of the day. Like, Because everyone's what, in a bad mood, right? What's her problem? Yeah. Yeah. So, and not just the way that we ask things in our marriage, but the tone of voice can sometimes speak louder than the words. Yeah. So just be very mindful of how you're communicating uh, you know, your needs or, or your issues or, or what have you. And we've talked about this a few episodes back, the book, The 8080 Marriage. Um, Amy and I read that. And again, that was a fantastic book. Mm -hmm. So if you feel like you want some good ideas or, or, you know, better ways to communicate things, um, that's a fantastic book to read. Yes, that was a great resource. Um, if you just think for a minute, like how natural and easy it was to be kind and, and talk kindly to your spouse when you first met, and then how easy it is to kind of slip out of that during, you know, the years. So we get used to each other yeah. and comfortable around each other. And like you said, just, just realizing is the first step is, oh, maybe I do talk to you a little too harshly, or maybe I could change my tone of voice. That really makes a big impact on your intimate life. For sure. I think... An Another thing is, you know, focus on the positive and not the negative. I think it's so easy in marriage to look at all the little things that may bother us or the negative things that our spouse, maybe we feel our spouse does. And we're so focused on the negative that we forget about all the positive. 
you know, how do we look at things? Do we look at the glass half full or half empty? And I think that's such such an important thing uh, to consider as well, too. Um, if you're looking at the negative things or looking for the negative things, you're surely going to find them. For sure. I mean, a great example, I mean, we have someone that's pretty close to us and you, you look at their life and you're like, man, they have pretty much everything going for them that people are trying to accomplish. Financially, they're in fantastic shape. Health-wise, they're in really good shape. Um, they just, I, I guess, everything that you look at that most people are trying to achieve in their life. They, they have a great marriage. They have a great marriage. Great spouse. Great spouse. You're just like, man, most people would dream of having... Being financially set, having a great marriage, having great health. And you, you just look at them and you're like, man, they should be the happiest people in the world. And they are they are going through or one of the spouses is going through something um, that, that it's hard. It, it is hard, but their their attention is solely focused on that negative thing. And you can see it affecting every other aspect of their life. For sure. And. Here they are. Here they are. I guess you could say risking everything that's good in their life because their attention is so focused on that one negative thing. And we all have problems in our life. We all have issues. We all have things that we're going through. Um, but I think if we can focus on the positive things that we have, that that in itself is just going to completely change our attitude. Um, so try focusing on the positive things that your spouse does. Um, say positive things to them. And it doesn't mean you just forget about all the negative things, but just be mindful of how you talk about or, or uh, I guess, bring up the negative things. Well, this is just like a little sample of something that, you know, in, in day-to-day marriage life, we can be annoyed by little things, right? It's pretty easy. You're not annoyed by anything. I no, realize. never. Yeah, I was actually going to share a personal experience. Oh, you were? Okay, yeah, fire away. <laughs> so, like a, month, like a month ago... I had like made the bed like six times in a row and I was like, why can't he not make the bed? I don't think I was the last one out of the bed the whole time, but we had never really communicated about it. I'm just sharing my feelings. Here we go. No, okay, this ready? is awesome. I'm <laughs> Nick doesn't know this. And then <laughs> you, st- you made the bed a couple days in a row and you like pulled the sheets off. So like the mattress is like hanging out. Right. And so I'm just like, are you kidding me? Like, it looks so freaking bad. Like, why would you even do it when it looks that bad? Like, the mattress is totally exposed. And then after a couple of days, I thought, you know what? He's trying. He didn't notice that. He's a man. Maybe it's a man thing. I don't know. He doesn't care. But you had, like, put the pillows the way I liked him, and you had tried your hardest. So then I decided, I really caught myself, and I said, I need to change my mindset. And instead of thinking... I can't believe the mattress is showing. I'm like, I can walk over to the bed, be grateful that you did all the other work, pull the blanket down over the bed just a few inches so that it's covered, and be grateful that you saved me like three minutes. Yeah. And so every time, like this morning, you made the bed, and there's blankets all over it, but I'm like, okay, I'm just going to take a minute, straighten up the way I want it, and be grateful that he tried his very hardest. And I think instead of like getting annoyed, like you said, at the little things, just try to focus that they're trying their hardest or maybe they just need to be reminded about something or like you said, just focusing on the positive, which is leads us to our next thing. Oh man. I'm glad that wasn't too big. No, you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? Like things like, and some wives are probably listening. Like my husband would never make the bed. I can't even believe you're complaining about that. But 
we're both home together all day long. Like our situation's a little different than most. So we're both kind of tag teaming all the household yeah. responsibilities all the time. But like like the dishes or anything else, like those little things that like upset us, like they don't need to upset us. Like we focus on the more positive aspect. Yep. I like it. Do you have anything you want to say? No, I, I don't have anything. I yeah, thought it was do. totally perfect. Yeah, you do. Couldn't have said anything better. The way you presented it was just perfect. Like, oh, that's you're awesome. Not, you're not mad at me for, for nagging? No, 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 no. Open communication. Open communication, Always. that's right. Always. Gratitude. So I just expressed thank you for trying to make the bed so lovely today. I really appreciate that. And I should do better at telling you that. So be more grateful to your spouse. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was gonna make a comment, but I won't. No, that's. Uh, <laughs> I think you should. <laughs> no, I, I, I honestly believe that being ungrateful is probably one of the worst sins or things that we can do. When we're ungrateful mm-hmm. for things, um, whether it's to our spouse or to God or whatever, um, that that I think, in my opinion, is one of the biggest sins. So. I think if we can be more grateful for the things that we do have, the things that our spouses do do for us, um, be grateful for just everything we have in our marriage, in our life, and and again, getting back to focusing on the positive. I really think it's just all, and it's all such a perception of things too. Like just changing our perception of how we see things can clearly change our attitude and the way we look at life in general. So Absolutely. Um, it's really simple if you, it's really simple to just tell your spouse thank you. Like, like we, on Saturdays, Nick will do the outside while I'm doing the kitchen and some of the inside work. You know, we kind of try to split things up and like just saying, you know, honey, thank you so much for doing a great job on the yard this week. It looks amazing. Like that really makes you smile. And our yard does look amazing. Fine. It looks better. It does. Looks we've really good we've been year. here. We've been in our house like four years, and it's uh, always looked pretty, pretty bad. And I've always like never done a good job of like because it does look <laughs> like it yard, has looked bad. Our yard sucks. What's wrong? With, I but can't... you've still worked really hard on it. So I have admitting that I could have been a little bit like you tried really hard to make the grass green. It looks so good. Well, lots <laughs> lots of fertilizer and rain and different things. Get rain. Uh, so God pretty much uh, made the yard. It was it was bad. <laughs> It looks great now. Um, Understanding is at the heart of a loving relationship. I think it's really important to realize that when we have some kind of disagreement in our marriage, that we need to kind of look at where our spouse is coming from. We need to try to see their point of view, and that can really change things. Yeah. Instead of always being all about the other person. Yeah, no, that's a good point because a lot of times we don't understand like how our spouse's day's been, you know, what they're going through in their life. And so sometimes when, you know, they say something or, you know, maybe you say something that's we take the wrong way or what have you, we got to understand, you know, what they're going through and why they're feeling that way. And like we always talk about, you know, just good communication, communicating about, you know, what, what each other's going through, how your day has been, just really having that open line of communication. And I think, like, if if you're in the situation, you know, where the wife's or the mom is home all day with kids and the husband's gone working and he comes home and he's stressed and he's tired, which is understandable. We've been there, too. And the house is kind of a mess. The kids are, dinner's not ready, whatever. The husband, you know, could come and be like, holy crap, what the heck happened here? What have you done all day? What have you done all day? 
because I, I felt like that some days, you know, where it just, it's a bomb and you're like, I didn't get five minutes of cleanup right yeah. before you walked in, so it looked like I did something. But I worked my butt off with the kids all day because it was nonstop and constant. Been there, done that, you know? And yeah. so the the way that you can approach your spouse, like, looks like you kind of had a rough day. Is there something yeah, I can do to help you? Yeah, what can I do to you? help you? Can yeah. I, can I get, just go pick up dinner somewhere tonight to make yeah. it easier? Or, yeah. I mean, there's so many, there's just, so many easy ways to approach it and just and communicate communicate with love yeah well and i think too you know just the way you again the way you communicate um is just going to really have a huge impact on on that connection you have as a couple for sure um also in the 8080 marriage book that we were just talking about um it talks about after like when you're having a disagreement or an argument how important um, the power of touch is and just connecting with touch like as fast as you possibly can which was probably our favorite aspect of the book but um yeah, it really is super important to not brush your partner off and and do that silent treatment or staying away or whatever to just show them that even if you're having a disagreement or an argument you know just putting your hand on their shoulder or grabbing their hand and being like, we can get through this. I know for Amy, yeah, I know for Amy and I, and I'm sure a lot of other couples are like this is if we have a disagreement or I've said something or she said something that we take offensive, the natural thing we want to do is totally disconnect and, and go further apart and give, give each other distance. And I think that isn't the right thing to do. Um, so like Amy's saying, you know, Keep that connection, you know, go give each other a hug and just really, really try to stay connected in, in every aspect if you can. Yeah. And, you know, our title is um, how your words either build or destroy your intimacy. And when you talk to each other without that love, that, the last thing you want to do is usually touch each other or go be intimate with each other. So it really is a big power of how you are treating each other and talking to each other and the tones that you're using with each other. Makes a big difference. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. So, I, I guess to wrap it up is like your kids are watching and they're taking it in. And they're really paying attention to your marriage. And the best gift that you can ever give your children is to give them a good example of a good marriage. Yeah, I agree. And again, you know, just in our, in our relationship, the times where we've been maybe not as good about what we say or how we say something and maybe focusing more on the negative, there's definitely a big impact on our intimacy, both emotionally and physically. For sure. And so, you know, just really, uh, again, try to try to be mindful of what you're saying and uh, how you're acting and treating each other and the words that you're expressing and really try to do it in a loving way and focus on the positive instead of the negative. And I think you'll see a a big change in in your uh, relationship so love it so this was a short one we didn't uh well it's pretty simple it's it pretty very long right yeah it's pretty straightforward just pay attention to the way you talk to each other show respect and love like talk talk to your spouse the way that you want to be talked to that's really what it comes down to yeah if you want to you know a good godly marriage it's all about love and your spouse should be the number one person that you show the most love towards so be careful with your words. We love that you guys, you know, get on and participate in our polls that we do because it really mm -hmm. gives us a good idea of what people want to hear and what people want us to talk about and discuss and what kind of guests uh, to have on. So 
keep you know keep doing that keep sharing with us uh, what you guys want to hear us talk about the things that you're struggling or going through or what you feel can you know you need in your marriage to make it better and reach out to us uh, whether through Instagram or through email so it's uh, email is amy at ultimateintimacy.com and this episode is sponsored by Ultimate Intimacy really yeah yeah, yeah. oh and if you haven't oh, checked out awesome. our new libido pills they rock they do rock they rock they're 100% natural herbs and they rock check them out until next time thanks so much This podcast episode is brought to you by Ultimate Intimacy. If you haven't downloaded the free app in the app stores, what are you waiting for? The app has hundreds of resources, conversation starters, products, positions, bedroom games, and so much more. Plus, check out our brand new physical products for the perfect anniversary gifts, wedding gifts, or just a gift to your spouse for no reason at all. You will love them. We have five card deck boxes, a bedroom game, intimacy game, 150 date ideas, Truth or Dare Intimacy Game, 80 Romantic and Sexy Coupons, and 150 Conversation Starters. They come in beautiful boxes and are made to help you communicate, reconnect, and create an ultimate intimacy in your marriage. Check them out at ultimateintimacy.com.